Okay, so episode five. Right, we've just had an international break. So England obviously played. We've had three games. Um, the England team has obviously been spoken about in the media an awful amount. Um, not just in the news, but also in the RB coaching group chat as well. So we've had lots of different opinions. And I've, uh, I've got Ryan here who's going to help me have a chat about the England team. How are you doing, Ryan? Hi, Kira. Looking forward to this one. Again, none are RB related, but um, it's, a, it's a podcast that hopefully everyone can relate to because everyone's a fan of the, the England team. Everyone's got an opinion. So yeah, that's well. it's, it's going to be an interesting topic, I think. Like I said, there's, there's been plenty of opinions and, uh, you know, there's plenty of people wishing they were wearing the famous Southgate waistcoat and, and just a whole load of mixed opinions, basically. Let, let's start with, with the last three games. Obviously, it's been the first time for a while that England have, have met up. Um, we played Wales, obviously beat Wales. We played Belgium, who was supposedly the, the best team in the world at the moment, beat them. Then obviously went on to lose against Denmark. How, how did you find the games? Uh, it was very different. Um, I, I'd summarise the Wales game as I thought Wales actually um, kept possession. They they probed without any without being any any threat really. Um, I think it was it was good that Southgate blooded a few um, debuts, full debuts. I thought Ings did well. Calvert Lewin, um, Greedish obviously man of the match. Um, the the Belgium game was always going to be the big test. I think it kind of um, summarised uh, Southgate's thoughts. It helped us um, in terms of his lineup. I think it was very, very safe. You could could say quite negative, um, but we got the victory, and I actually called that we'd win the game because I think we usually we do we do win them friendly games at at Wembley a lot of the time. I know we beat France and. Brazil previously, but um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was quite a. It was it was an it was an okay display, hard working display. But I think Belgium were missing some of their big hitters, so you know, so were England. But I think um, yeah, I, I think in a real competitive tournament game, I think Belgium sweep us away. But that's just my opinion. The the Denmark game I thought was very very poor, really poor. I know it went down to ten men, but I think you know the lack of creativity. It's been highlighted by the media and by uh, by the RB coaching groups that group chat. Um, but yeah, in summary, okay, could be better. Um, lots to work on and a few tweaks I think needed. It, I, I think being England manager must be one of the the hardest jobs in the world to do. I, I think honestly, don't think Southgate can win in any situation. So we've played Wales. He's seen it as an opportunity to, you know give debuts to a few people. Grealish has obviously done really well. Calvert-Lewin and Ings both been flying so that they've come into the team and done well, um, which is fine. You know, great performance. And then he gets on to Belgium. He goes back to his team that he trusts. You know, I think I said it in the group chat. I think 75% of that team is the team that he started at the at the World Cup with. So it's clear that he trusts that team. They go on and beat Belgium. Granted, it wasn't the most amazing performance. There's no, not a real sort of like wow factor. Um, they go and beat the best team in the world and get three points in the Nations League. And then clearly it didn't go to plan against Denmark. But it, it, it's it's so hard because the amount of people who, who think that certain players should be playing and stuff like that, is it, is it not, should Southgate not be able to have his opinion, stick by it and people just say, OK, didn't work this time or well done, it worked? I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it is a tough job because you're never right. Because people have got so 
um, that people are loyal to players, aren't they? Based on maybe who they support and what they see. Um, you know, so it, it is a really difficult job. Um, and I'm sure Southgate has his reasons why he picks certain players. You know, the public don't know the ins and outs of everything. They don't know the sports science data. They don't know um, what the players are like during camp or what leadership skills they have. So I'm sure every decision he makes is backed up, you know, by him with data, with his own opinion, with his staff's opinion. So it's an impossible job. We've all done it on football manager, championship manager. You know, um, I remember once I won the World Cup. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so it, was, it, was, it was quite... It was, it was quite an easy job at the time for me. I think I was manager of Southampton as well um, back, back, back in the day when I had um, a spare eight hours a day. If only it was that easy. How, how do you think it works, though, in terms of, obviously, he'll spend however long it is um, planning his teams and, and looking at the players, going to games and seeing how they play. Do you think he goes into the camps knowing each team he's going to play for each game? I, th- I, think, he has, I think he has an idea. I think, I think you know, if I... You know, if, if, I, if I if I was England manager, I'd be constantly kind of writing down my my best my best team, my best formations, piece of pen and paper. You know, enjoying that enjoying that kind of um, you know freedom with picking a picking a side. But you know, I think with Southgate, he must he must take on board the media comments. He must take on board um, his coach's comments. He must take on board you know players' opinions managers from Premier League teams and he must have a lot of people in his ear saying, Oh, pick him, pick him. Um, this is why you know it must it must be a really tough job. What do you think, Ken? I, I agree. I think I think it's a it is a very tough job, like I said. I think it almost makes life harder for him as well. When he has that free hit of the friendly game, so England go out and play Wales and he gives debuts to new players and then you get the likes of Grealish who play extremely well and he's already got a bit of a backing behind him, Grealish, in terms of people are wanting him to start. It almost like makes um, Southgate's job even harder because, you know, Grealish has, made a, has played a good performance and all the fans now go, right, the only thing you can do now is put Grealish in against the best team in the world. That's what all the fans want. But if you're him, you are just going to stick with that team that has got you to the semi-final of the World Cup and the players that you can trust, surely? I think, I think, I think he does have players that he trusts more than others. Um, and that's normal because he's probably spent more time with them. He knows their personality. I think when calling a player up to the squad, you know, it's not just a footballing test for that player. It's a, it's a test of personality, resilience. Do they actually fit in to the team dynamic? I think that's, that's, that's important. I feel like there's one player, I know I've said his name already, but that player that we could easily speak about in this instance is obviously Grealish. So, like I said, he had an unbelievable game against Wales, man of the match. Is it a case of, of Southgate just doesn't seem to trust him as much? Will he get that trust? Or do you not? Do you just think that Southgate doesn't really like him much as a, as a player and as a person? Again, again you, without being in camp, you can't. It's hard to make them judgments. I just think Southgate's got a way of playing and an England DNA, you know, playing philosophy. I just don't think Grealish fits in to any position stereotype that 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 what Southgate wants. So he's not Grealish is not the the dynamic Rashford that can run in behind. You know, he's not he's not a ball playing midfielder that moves it quickly. He, he just he just like 
it just seems like it, it doesn't fit, you know, with with, with him. Southgate's not going to rip up the DNA and rip up his coaching philosophy and football philosophy just for just for Grealish, whereas other people might think he might think he should. You know, if you've got a player of Grealish's level and quality, some managers might go, you know, what we're going to build a whole team around Grealish. But you know, can Southgate do that? You know, he seems stubborn to do it, um, and he's just he's just not going to because mm. you know it's it's a big gamble. See, I agree with that. I think he's got to stick to his guns. You know, he plays a certain way. He got England to a semi-final. Yes, I know that was two years ago. But I think he's got to stick to how he believes he should coach the England team. But on the flip side, I think it's quite an interesting question. Obviously, Grealish is a, is a massively creative player. Um, there's a few players about at the moment who are very similar. You know, you've got your, like, your likes of Madison as well. Do you think England have always had a problem of sort of bedding in these creative players or even finding a position for these creative players? I mean, who else has there been examples of that you can go back and think, you know, they're exceptionally good creative players, but they just don't seem to fit in the way that an England team wants to play? The three that stand out to me, going back in time, you've got Matthew Letizia, um, Joe Cole, who they kind of shoved on the left wing, Paul Scholes, another great example of being... Mm played out of position. It just it just seems to me like the creative players that we've we've had in the past have ne- the team has never been built around them. Um it's always been kind of you know, round pegs, square holes. Do you think do you think that's the right thing though? Do you think that the way England are playing at the moment is is the way that we're gonna be able to go far in the next major tournament? Or would you rip up the, the, the rule book that Southgate's got and go, no, we need to be putting in these creative players like the Madisons, like the Grealishes? Well, history tells us the teams that win tournaments have, have some kind of creative player within their side or maybe two or three. You know, um, the Argentina team's built around Messi, the, the, the Brazil team's built around Neymar, Hazard for Belgium, you know, Pirlo is time for Italy, you know, Spain had an abundance of creativity, didn't they, when they dominate football? There, there has to be creativity within a team. You know, even when me and you have played, Kieran, you can't have you can't have eleven James Milners. You, you, you need you need players that do things differently and that open up a door with a clever piece of skill, a pass, or a you know a clever bit of movement. You have you have to have creativity within it within a balanced side. And I think at the moment, looking at the England performances, when Grealish wasn't involved and other players weren't involved, they just haven't got that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think they've missed Sterling as well. Sterling's a great player, and I think they've missed him the last three games massively. Yeah. No, I'd agree. With, I'd agree with that. I think I think if you if you break the team down a little bit, I'm just looking at the lineup that we had against Belgium. So you had Pickford in goal. You had Walker, Dyer, Maguire, Alexander Arnold, Henderson, Rice. Um, Trippier, Mount Rashford and Calvert-Lewin. You haven't straight away got... It doesn't look like you've got that player who's going to create something out of nothing, does it? No, no. The names you've just read, it it doesn't excite you to be an England fan, does it? Uh, It it doesn't. You look back at the time of the golden generation, Owen, Rooney, Beckham. Gerard, Lampard, Scholes, Cole, Ferdinand, Terry. You know, you think, wow, they're world class players, but you know, no, it, 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 it doesn't excite me. And you know, I think Southgate's been heavily criticised for his negative 
lineup choices, and and, and rightly so. I think, granted, obviously Kane was injured um, or wasn't match fit, so he didn't play. But in that team, you're relying basically on Mason Mount and uh, Marcus Rashford to produce something and Calvert-Lewin to get your goals. Granted, this team came out and beat Belgium. Um, but like you said, if that's, a, if that's a major tournament, I agree that you're not, you're not comfortable or not confident as an England fan going into a major tournament with a team like that. Would would Grealish have provided that extra bit of creativity, and who would you have replaced him for? Well, we'll get onto our lineup soon, but I think I think um, that game. I'm a, I'm a central midfielder, and I, I look closely at that position. You had Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, Henderson when he came on. They offered no forward momentum. They, they, for me, they passed the ball sideways and backwards the whole game. For me, you know, looking at there, Grealish comes on into that that game against Bel- um, against Denmark in particular. Um, you know, all Belgium, and he picks the ball up deep, and he can actually break lines through running with the ball. And straight away, as soon as you start committing players, it opens up spaces elsewhere. He was crying out for some kind of link player to gel it all together, rather than kind of pass, 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 pass. It just needed someone to probe and dribble and commit, win fouls, you know. Do you agree, Ken? I do. I think I think we got away with it against Belgium. I think it needed a, a strong defensive performance um, and a couple of goals out of nothing, which, which we got, obviously, with the penalty um, and then Mount's goal, which was obviously deflected in. I think... I agree with a lot of people when it comes to playing teams like Denmark. We, we should be setting up more attacking. Um, I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of the five at the back. And especially when you look at the team that plays, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make you go, wow. Um, and certainly from a fan's perspective, I understand that, you know, you do want a little bit more of a wow factor. It's just when I look at it from a pure footballing head, I just see Southgate trying to set up to get results. And at the end of the day, when you go to a major tournament, which to be fair, I do want to speak about that in a second, but when you go to a major tournament, you're there to pick up results. And that's the thing that must be hard as, as an England manager. You know, try and put it, try and look at it from a from a footballing perspective or, or a manager's perspective. If you're England manager, Ryan, are you happy just win after win after win, even if you're not performing well? Or are you trying to get you know, a really exciting performance out that makes the fans go, wow, and you might lose a couple along the way? I'm on, the, I'm on, I'm on um, an opinion of that, the second one, Kit. You know, I, 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 like, I like attractive, good football. And the amount of England games we've watched, well, I've watched England for the last 20, probably 25 years, really. And there's only been a handful of games where I thought, wow, that was, that was brilliant. The rest of them are just so boring. And I actually, I actually don't enjoy them. Um, so yeah, if I was England manager, mate, I'd be going at um, creative, all out attack, risk reward. You know, go really go for it. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I think, not going to be England manager. Yeah, well, say that. I think you'd, uh, you'd get a few fans if you did play that sort of way. But like I said, anyway, obviously we're going on to a major tournament. It was supposed to be this summer, so we were supposed to play the Euros um, in the summer just gone. Obviously, it's now going to be next summer. Do you think that's helped England or? Do you think we would have been in a better position to have actually played the Euros this summer? No, I think I think it's helped us. I think it gives Greenwood, Foden, 
and the chance for the younger players to get a little bit more experience and a full Premier League season than about. So I, I actually think we're in a more advantageous position going into the Euros um, with with blood and more youngsters. It's it's going to be a, an interesting tournament, I think. I think based on the last few results we've had, a lot of people aren't giving Southgate much time. So for me, we've got to perform like we did in the World Cup in terms of getting to at least the, the semi-finals around that stage. Or I think Southgate could be in real trouble. Well, I think um, the the um, FA came out with targets, didn't they? And, and the target was to win the 2022 World Cup. Was that Qatar? Yeah. Qatar, isn't it? Yeah, that that was the aim to win to win that tournament. So, I I, I think I think honestly, if, if if we if we don't win the Euros, I think Southgate Southgate's time will be up. I think I think we have to go into this tournament expecting to win it. Yeah, no. and, and I think I think I I think the fans now are at a point where you know England have had lots of success at youth level. I think it's time that they deliver. They can't just keep rebuilding. Oh, four years, four years. Oh, this is going to be our time. There has to come a time where England have to start dominating world football. And personally, I, I don't think Southgate. I don't think Southgate is the man to win as a win as a trophy. I think we got incredibly lucky in the World Cup with our draw and the way it all panned out for us. You know. Any, any of the circumstances, you know, we don't go that far. And it's as simple as that with, with the squad that we had. Mm. Now it's different. We've got, we've got, we've got better players. It's just whether Southgate, you know, Southgate has the, you know, the gonads to, um, to to pick these players and we'll just go safe and with players what he knows. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree that it's definitely time for us to start showing our dominance and proving, you know, how good this group of players is. But. I, I, I honestly don't think Southgate knows his best eleven. I think I think he knows his trusted eleven, but whether or not that's his best eleven is, is a different question. Again, I'm putting you in the shoes of, of Southgate here, and, and I'll do the same. But if we were to try and build an England team at the moment, what first of all, let's start. What formation would you go with? Oh, I think research suggests that most teams that win trophies play a flexible kind of four-three-three. So it would have to be a four-three-three system. I'd agree with you there. I'm I'm happy to go with a four-three-three. Yeah, four-three-three with um, one pivot in midfield, so not not two. Mm-hmm. I think again, research suggests that the teams that win things and teams that have been the most creative and dominant forces of Europe and world football play one one holding midfielder. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy. I. With the four three three, I think we can both agree on a four three three with one pivot. It just depends now who we're picking in that team. Let's start obviously with the go- obviously with the goalkeeper first. For me, oh God, even this is hard. Um, you're not you're not going to go with erratic Pickford. He's oh, all over the place. <laughs> he he is all over the place. But again, he hasn't he hasn't let England down. I'd I'd pick Pickford. I'd back him. He hasn't let England down at the moment. I'm assuming you're not picking him. Right, so I've got Pickford, you've got Pope, right? You're, four, you're four at the back, Ryan. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I do like Arnold. He gives you a lot. But I think he's more suited to the Liverpool team. And Southgate does not fancy him at all. 
Um, he plays him on the bench an awful lot. I'm going to go... I've been impressed. You know, I'm going to go with Walker. I'm going to go with Walker because athletically, he's so, so powerful. Um, and, you know, he's actually not a bad footballer and he plays under Guardiola, he gets the game. There is a mistake in him sometimes, but I think 1v1, one one, you know, he's very good both sides of the pitch. So I'm going to go Walker. Mm-hmm. Next three, I'll say my, my back four after your whole back four. Okay, right. Okay, controversial. I'm going to go John Stones. I love John Stones. I think he's a top technician. He's a real good footballer. Um, and he's, again, I don't think he's ever let England down. I think the World Cup, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. One of the defenders of the tournament. Um, I'm going to go John Stones. Next to him, again, been really impressed with this guy. Some say he can't play in a, a four, but we don't know that yet. Connor Cody, I think his leadership is great. Great personality. I'm he's glad you put him defender. in there. He can also play. So, Cody and Stones, people shaking their head already at me. I can, I can <laughs> feel it. Uh, left back, um, Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell, I really like him. Athletic, gets forward, defends well. He's, he's going to be a real gem. Um, okay. So, Ben Chilwell for me. Okay, strong back four. I'm, I'm going to go, obviously, Pickford in goal. I'm going to pick Alexander-Arnold at right back. I know you said that Southgate doesn't seem to fancy him, but... When he plays for Liverpool and, and the season he had last year, I, I can't see how we how we can't play. Um, I'm gonna then I'm gonna go with the man you've just said. I think I'm, I've been really impressed with Conor Cody since he came to the England team. Not only obviously his his quality um, and his ability, but like you said, his leadership skills. It, it's something that they go on about all the time. The talking that you can hear him doing on the pitch. It, it's something that that England team needs. Um, I'm then I'm gonna reluctantly at the moment stick with Harry Maguire. Um, again, he's not the most informed player at the moment and potentially technically not the best we've got, but he hasn't let England down on the pitch, maybe off the pitch, but on the pitch, he hasn't let England down. And then I agree with you, I'm going to pick Chilwell at left back. Um, so they're both both pretty strong back fours and goalkeepers. Who's your pivot player? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so torn. I'd love to say Jack Wilshere, but if that's not that's never going to happen. I do like Jack Wilshere. Um, Declan Rice, not having him, not having him international quality. Um, Phillips, he's been too negative so far. His ball retention's his ball retention's good, and he he gets himself in a good position. But he just doesn't play forward enough for me. You're a Leeds fan, Kieran. You might tell me if he plays any different for his, his, his club, but. You know what? I'm not Henderson's biggest fan. I'm really not. But when he doesn't play for Liverpool and England, we do miss him. Yeah, I'd agree with Again, that. He's, he's not the most. He's not a creative player. He's not going to probe. He's not going to drive. He's not going to play off the front foot. And I've been his biggest critic in the past. But again, I think he's the only option, and that really makes me sad. Really okay. makes me sad. I'd yeah. love to say Verratti or Pirlo, but no, Henderson's going to go in there for me. All right, Henderson's your pivot player. I think. I'm I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to put Henderson in my midfield, but I'm not having him as my pivot. I think just out of um, defensive security, if you're going to have Alexander-Arnold and Chilwell pu- pushing on as fullbacks, I'm going to have to pick at the moment Declan Rice as my pivot player. Like you said, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, I am a Leeds fan and I enjoy watching Calvin Phillips play, but I think at the moment, the international quality is just maybe one step ahead of him. Um I'm just putting Rice there purely out of defensive ability. So I'm going to go Rice as my holder. 
I'm going to put Henderson in front of him purely for reasons you've just said in terms of his leadership and what he does to the team when he's playing. And then with Henderson in midfield, this this is tough. Um, Are you planning on kicking the other way with these two midfielders? Oh, God. This is so hard. So I've got Rice my pivot, Henderson in front, and now I need my creative player, but I don't want to pick Grealish. I'm... I'm going to put my creative player at the moment as I'm going to pick Mason Mount. I know some people are going to hate that, but I'm going to put my midfield three as Bryce sitting, Henderson in front and Mason Mount to the side of him. People have just switched off, Kieran. Oh, you don't understand how hard that was. That was a tough decision. Okay, okay. I, I, I'll tell you mine then. I've got Henderson, Pivot, and I'm going Grealish and Foden. Oof, yeah, I forgot about two. Foden. Okay. Yeah, you forgot about him. You can't go back now. So, no, that's fine. I think that Foden finds little pockets of space. He works hard off the ball. He retrieves the ball. He makes runs off shoulders into into the box. Grealish is your is your playmaker. He can drive. He can probe. He can link play. He can float. But he's not, he's not lazy out of position either. He he does work hard. You know. So you've got Henderson organising, sitting. Foden and Grealish causing absolute mayhem and being that creative spark. So there's my three in midfield. That's a, like you said, you said you're going to be an attacking manager. That could be a very attacking team. Um, I fear for your defensive security, but other than that, right, front three, uh, I'll start. You've, you've got to pick Harry Kane. Yeah, you can't, you can't. He's world class. He's generally world class. So both of us are happy with Kane down the middle. Yeah. By the way, just talking to Harry Kane, I watched him the other day against West Ham. He. He is an actually he is an unbelievably good footballer. He's not just a finisher like people thought he used to be. He's actually a footballer. He can link play. He can, he can do everything. Yeah. You know, he reminded me of Roberto Firmino the day. You know, he was dropping in. Yeah, and his link, um, his link up play, link play, and his passing is very good. So yeah, I think Harry Kane's a hundred percent. So he gets into any team in the world. Okay, so Kane down the middle. Then you've got your left and right side. Who are you picking? Sterling has to play. And, you know, he, he, for me, he'd go on the, the right. Um, Sterling, I think he, he's generally world-class as well, I think. It never used to be. His game's improved so much. He's a, he's a real goal threat. Um, his ability 1v1 is unquestionable. He works hard off the ball. He's, he's a definite. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Sancho. Okay. You know, I just think his, cre- his creativity, um, his movement, his, his ability to link play at speed, he scores goals for Bruce Dortmund. He's not been he's not been playing that well for England recently, but I think he's had a lot going on. I think he'll have a good season this year, Bruce Dortmund. I think he, I think he could really light up the next tournament. So that's my front three again. It's very creative, yeah, quick, and and lethal. Okay, I like it. I like the fact you've been positive with your team. I think the only difference I'll have so I'll have Kane down the middle. I'll have um, Sterling one side and. It, it was a toss-up between Sancho and Rashford for me. And I think at the moment, I'm going to pick Rashford. Um, I, I couldn't tell you why I'm picking him over Sancho. Just in my head, I, I want to pick Rashford over Sancho. So let's just go through again. So I've got um, Pickford in goal, Alexander-Arnold, Cody, Maguire, Chilwell. I've got Rice, Henderson, Mount. And then I've got Sterling, Kane and Rashford up top. So you've gone Pope in goal. So you're, 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 going for, you're going for a nil-nil then, Keir, yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm going for get a win. Kieran, Kieran Southgate, Kieran Southgate, 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 Southgate,
get, get a win at all costs, mate. And when we win the Euros, you won't be complaining when I'm the manager. Okay, all right. Okay, well, when, when my team win the Euros by, by 10 clear goals in the final, we'll have this conversation again. So my, my team is Pope and Goal, Walker right back, um, Stones, Cody, Chilwell, Henderson, Grealish, Foden, Sterling, Kane, Sancho. I think uh, I think you'll be hoping for a lot of sort of like um, five two games, five three games. But I like it. I like it. I like the fact you've stuck to your, stuck to your guns, stuck to your guns, and said said you're going to be positive. But I think that's quite an interesting note to, to leave it on there. So obviously we'll get this sent out. But it'd be good to have some feedback from from any of the parents or, or players listening. Why not send over your England uh, England 11s and we can just all have a big discussion about it. But uh, it's been uh, enjo- yeah. enjoyable chatting about it. We'll put it on the Facebook, um, RB Coaching Facebook, and yeah, give us your give us your one to eleven. You know, we also the WhatsApp groups as well. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I'm, I'm, pres- I'm predicting hundred people will say hundred different teams, and that's just the beauty of it. I've had a really good time debating the, the England side with your kit. Um, you know, we'd all love to be England manager, but we probably all we probably all wouldn't as well. At the same time, it's a very challenging challenging role. It is, but let's see how uh, everyone else gets on picking their teams. Right, brilliant, mate. Speak to you in a bit. Thanks, Kieran. Bye-bye.